magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Did you almost forget what you were going to say in the beginning? Yeah, for a second. <laughs> I was but like, I, what's happening? <laughs> I thought I, I thought I pulled it off, but you knew. You did. Well, I sh- maybe I shouldn't have called it out. I'm sorry. And it's okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I didn't think you would be. <laughs> um, so, how's it going? Wow, what a week, right? What a week. Yeah. So um, it's just, well, should we say what cards we picked first? I we? mean, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's just talk about it in the context of okay, the cards great. we picked. Although I don't, it, anyway, okay. Last week, so that if this is the first time you're listening, this is when we talk about, at the end of each episode, we choose a card for the week. And this is when we talk about what we got last week and how it applied to us this week. So um, I chose Foxglove from the Magic of Flowers Oracle, which was Summon Your Courage. Uh-huh. And you chose the sun from, was it the Lightseer's Tarot? No, it was actually from the Mystical oh, Cats. Oh, the Mystical Cats Tarot. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So um, Summon Your Courage, for sure, I can feel that happening this week. That yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, <sighs> Stepping into, like breathing into what's going on and Mm -hmm. uh, strengthening, bolstering the heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world, but also personally, I feel like there's been a lot going on for everyone as far as really being ourselves in the world. So that too, that Mm -hmm. um, courage and just like, this is who I am and this is what I think and this is how I feel and I've been experiencing that for sure. Mm. What about you? Well, yeah. I mean, just to talk about the elephant in the room, yeah. the horrible death of George Floyd. And then, yeah. and I mean, so many African-Americans being murdered or just like that other incident where that woman the was trying, had her dog off leash, you know, about that incident. Yeah, and yeah. Basically, yeah, threatened to call or did call the police and kept calling him African-American really was. And and she knew when she did it that she was um, putting him in an extremely dangerous situation. So, yeah, summoning your courage. I mean, basically the way how I've been. Well, okay, I'll start back a little bit. One is, I think you and I texted earlier, earlier in the week talking about how like we were feeling a lot of paranoia and also just like feeling and I was feeling a lot of dread and I thought I wonder if I'm picking up on this was before this even happened I was like I feel like maybe there's a new wave of global anxiety happening right now Mm -hmm. and then all that stuff happened all that stuff the murder of George Floyd and um I think that I I just have been really picking up on all of that energy and it's been really hard and yeah. um it does take a lot of courage to look within and that's the main thing that I wanted to talk about it as far as like as white allies the thing that we can do is the thing that we talk about on here all the time which is to look within <clears throat> and recognize our own inner racism recognize because people don't 
especially like people who are good people don't want to admit or look at themselves to see where am I racist but if you have grown up in a white world if you're white growing up in this world you can't help but absorb institutional racism it's just yeah. you grow up in it you can't help it so by pretending or avoiding saying no no I'm good without examining right. it at all yeah like I'm not racist like right. I feel like that's not not true and that's yeah. the yeah you you, ha- you you can't if you haven't examined it there's no way and that you can't experience um that you can't in embody in some way feel it and um what was I gonna say I left my brain but um Oh, yeah. Just like with that woman with the dog, it's like so many people, you know, a lot of people I'm friends with are white liberals, you know, pointing their fingers at her saying like, oh, she's so awful, which she was doing a really awful thing. But I feel like that's also a way of avoiding looking at themselves like, look how good I am. That woman's terrible. It just demonizes her even more to the point where nobody wants to look at themselves and see their racism. If that's what if that's what they're going to end up being subject to um you know nobody's going to want to admit it of course not because yeah, we don't want to be- think yeah when you do when you're like yes this is i can feel that this is a culture i've been raised in and the, these are messages that i have um absorbed yes. i feel like that's what empowers you to transcend to do your best to transcend it's like what we're talking about with cassie and the tarot which you guys will hear this interview in a moment of like things that are uncomfortable when you are able to be like oh that's there that's yes. when you can that only then can you you build a bridge and transform that and so like i know for me it really is helpful to think like when i when i mean to to transcend um racism within myself like I just really always do my best to remember that every person like you know what I do I think about my brother and I think about my nephew and I think that's somebody's brother that's somebody's nephew that's somebody's Mm. child and then I'm like oh yeah that's my that that person is my human family what do you mean when you see people oh like if I'm thinking of George Floyd for example like that's someone's I mean I don't know if he has a brother or sister but like that's that's someone's beloved family member it's like that's to me that's always transcends no matter who it is I am able to connect with the humanity of someone and well I mean I, I think that's something that we maybe even naturally do of course we feel this connection but then because we feel this connection to them as allies we're like well then of course I'm not racist because I feel this connection to them you know yeah or of course I'm not obviously I'm not like her I wouldn't call the police on a man because he was African-American so I'm not racist um but we have been given so many other messages about African-Americans that they're less than us and not as smart like there's so many terrible things that we've heard um and so it's that kind of thing that we want to look at and educate ourselves about not to be preachy but it's important I think as allies we do kind of have to be a little bit standing up and saying like we need to look at ourselves because the more we deny it the more it's just gonna it's just gonna perpetrate even more and it's such a big wound I think that's another thing is like yes 
like when when Najah Lightfoot was on here and she was talking about like, oh, go, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole with my past. And it's like, I feel like it's so easy for us to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know that past of yours. That is of your family mm. and your ancestors that you, you mean, well, slavery. okay. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we don't want to think about it or talk about it ourselves. But like, mm. yeah, of course, it's a wound. Of course, that's a wound that they're feeling in this life still to this day. Not only you know? that, but what's happened in America is still um, affecting black people, like financially yeah. speaking. Like there's no way we're on the same level financially if you come from way those roots like it's basically yeah. like we're way ahead of the if it was a race <laughs> to to achieve a certain level we would be way ahead like it's not fair they I mean just not even emotionally speaking but just pragmatically yeah so it's yeah anyway it's that's really been weighing on I think everybody and how we can help and it's more and the other thing I've been seeing a lot is like it's not about just like you know sharing memes or whatever but like actually educating yourself so um yeah so reading books I'm gonna start I've had this book White Fragility in my uh, in my room forever that I haven't read yet I'm gonna read it and the more we can just like keep I mean I I'm not going to talk about stuff, but anyway, I do have a lot, I have read a million, a lot of books, but if you can, the more you can educate yourself. It certainly, if it's like a shocking thought to you that everybody is racist and that scares you, that's great. Look, look at it even further. Mm-hmm. Like just go, yeah, go to that place that's scary. I mean, not to make this sound like all <laughs> diminishing, whatever, but I'm an Aquarius sun, which is all about community, Pisces rising, which is all about, you know, spirituality, and we're all one. So, and I grew up with my mother was racist, and I did not want to be anything like her. So I had, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, she had a lot. I mean, it was like, a lot of times Jews and African Americans, they have a kind of a hard, but a lot of Jews in her generation were racist against black people yeah um and I hated it I used to argue with her all the time about her racist views and um I mean she wasn't good to me in general but because I didn't want to be anything like her I had and I have this astrological background of like we're all one community it really the first time that idea of I'm racist too it was like no no Mm. it goes against everything I ever wanted want to believe about myself right yeah but we have to yeah be in in, because it just it's so systemic in our culture I just read this morning an article about how um the family of George Floyd and um Ahmaud Arbery and someone else are they're petitioning the UN for like yeah, for uh, vi- human rights violations. Well, good. I know. But it's like then to be like, that is that is the country that we live in. Yeah. That is that yes. racist. Yeah, we have to that realize. We have to it. appeal to the UN. Yes. I mean, I, I keep feeling I'm making this about me, but I remember in the 80s being like ha- arguing all the time with people like, we live in a racist society. <laughs> no, but it was like, what? We're past that. Especially in the no. 80s, I feel like it was... A big thing because like we had gone through the 60s I mean I wasn't alive then but like you know there had been all of that supposed progress and there was progress but it's like now everything's fixed you know oh so yeah it's not racist but um I also feel bad that I just said that but maybe it's just in 
But I think that about the Jews and the blacks of her generation. But I think oh. Spike Lee even did a whole movie about it. Like how, so I don't think I'm completely talking out of my ass. But um, I know like a lot of those old school Jews that I grew up with anyway. It was just like part of that culture was to be racist against black people. Yeah, maybe it was a New York thing because they were in Brooklyn. And that's also where Spike Lee made that movie. So I don't know. Anyway. I know maybe this isn't why people are tuning into us, but we are talking about it from a perspective of looking within and shining that light on and yourself and growing. And it's hard. It is uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's just, a real because it's just like a big wound in our culture that it. I mean, I feel I breathing into it feels I feel sick to my stomach just tapping into mm-hmm. how much shame and fear just even just to approach it. Yes. Especially within, I mean, forget the, but that's how it's, how we're going to change it is looking within and then helping without, because I don't think it helps anything to be shaming each other. It's much, it it will, I think it's going to change things like, I mean, but it's also a fine line. This last thing I'm going to say, it's like that woman with the dog, like she did a horrible thing. (laughs) Like it was a horrible what she did but how are we gonna grow again if we're rejecting ourselves you know you know I don't I haven't watched any of the videos I just want to say I never want to watch videos like when I'm like I can sense it like with that woman and with the murders like I'm just like no 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 like I'll just hear about what happened on it yes the murders I would never watch and sharing it is very insensitive to say the least especially for people for african-american stuff to watch that it's extremely triggering to say the least i did watch the dog walking one because i didn't you know it wasn't like um no one died or was um physically hurt and i wanted to see how that was handled like what was happening but anyway um, we're sending love and light to everybody and ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And as the cards, I mean, I really honestly don't know how that sun card relates, except to that I have been shining a light on myself, like to keep, you know, bringing in that light energy. Well, and I think that um, we've been talking about how you've been tapping into this new energy yes. that's coming through. And I feel like that that is aligned. Like Me that too. I all the stuff that's coming up, like that there is an alignment with just a reminder like that we have that potential there. To and heal, also to it brings that, bring up what isn't working. You know, yeah. it's bringing up that gunk again, no mud, yeah. no lotus. It's bringing all that shut up so that we can heal it. It's like time. I do feel like people are reacting a little differently now where it's like, okay, what can I do? You can educate yourself. Like, what can we do to clear this out so that we can bring in this new information and this new light? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is a weird time to do commercial. uh okay yeah it's okay um yeah okay so this is a different commercial this week this is uh for the good vibe tribe so this episode is brought to you by the good vibe tribe online school of magical arts which is (laughs) which is a membership program that features 14 high quality online magic workshops taught by me and live web chats and rituals every Tuesday night. So do you and have, I'm sorry to interrupt. I won't interrupt next time, but do you, these <laughs> videos, these, they're all like you can access them anytime. 
Yes, okay. it's self-paced. Thanks for the question. <laughs> um, and and the, but the and and the rituals we do on Tuesday night and the web chats. Those, if you can't make it live, you can you know watch the video or listen to the audio later. And there's a supportive magical community and Facebook group. So I am opening the doors to the Good Vibe Tribe again on June 24th. Mm. And I'll be teaching a free masterclass to celebrate, which I'll tell you more information about that later. But for now, you can learn more about the Good Vibe Tribe and you can get on the waiting list at tesswhitehurst.com slash join the tribe. So exciting. It's Thank a you. really great membership. I highly recommend it. Thank you. Um, okay, so now we should go to our interview. We interviewed Cassie Coleman, who is just one of my favorite tarot readers, and she's going to talk about her unique approach to reading tarot. Okay, so we're so excited to have Cassie Coleman here. So I will to talk about tarot. I'll read your bio real quick. It says, um, Cassie Coleman is an intuitive tarot reader and crystal enthusiast based in Asheville, North Carolina. She draws over, upon over 15 years of studying tarot, metaphysics, archetypes, and personal experience to help individuals discover and embody their highest self with greater confidence. So welcome, Cassie. Welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, why don't we start with, well, you, we were talking before about, um, before we started recording about your somatic approach, but why don't you first talk about like how you found tarot and then maybe how you got to that place and then you can tell us all about that. Sure. Okay. Um, let's see where to begin. Um, we'll start probably in rural Missouri growing up in really mm -hmm. small towns where things like tarot were just not even acknowledged or really accepted and um, for some reason when I was little I would go to the library and I would always be drawn to one shelf in the library just one small shelf <laughs> um, of astrology books and tarot books and things like that and I would check out as many books as possible and the librarian one time asked me, does your mom know that you're <laughs> I was just gonna ask you that. <laughs> I would be really creative. I would get books on astral traveling and I would like wrap them up with, um, you know, I'd cut out grocery bags and make homemade book covers out of them. So wow. Also, oh, she didn't know. I think you cut out there for a second, but you said she didn't know. It's funny because I know your mom and she's yeah. into all that stuff now. Yeah, she doesn't know. And still to this day, she's like, I just had no idea. <laughs> your friends or like, um, and so I would make homemade Ouija boards and it really kind of came out of nowhere. Like I didn't have a reference point for any of that. Like there wasn't mm. anybody in my family. There wasn't anybody in my community. It was just something that I gravitated toward ever since a young, I was a young child, but I didn't have a name for it um, or any teachers. It was just this thing that I um, felt called to do. and. Um, so then fast forward many years, I was in college and I took a spontaneous road trip to New Orleans and Ooh. my tarot cards read uh, in a park there. And it was this really magical, beautiful experience. Um, and that experience combined with, I had a friend whose mother read cards. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was from a different city and new to town. And to me, she was kind of like this magical creature that I <laughs> felt like I could connect with in this town of individuals that I didn't necessarily resonate with. Um, and so those experiences led me to get my first deck. It was gifted to me um, in my early 20s in college. And from there, it was just a really um, dynamic relationship and like many relationships has changed over the years. Um, I started out um, really like studying the cards and using them daily, um, but not necessarily being in integrity with the cards. What do you mean by that? Um, Like, I think I was at a point in my life where I wasn't really in integrity with myself and the cards would oftentimes reflect that. Yeah. And I would just like throw them back and, you know, (laughs) and just, ignore them or not heed their messages really. Um, so there wasn't, um, I think I could have respected myself more and as a result, re- like respected um, the craft more. Mm. That's so interesting. I feel like I can, that is one of the things about tarot is it does ask you to be in integrity because it's like you have to own all these aspects of like every single aspect of the human experience and be accepting of it and open to it and see the growth potential of it. And I feel like, yeah, when you're young, when you're first getting started in spiritual work, it's like, oh, no, 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 not that card. I don't, I can't, you know, it's interesting. It's really interesting how it asks you to do that. Or even today. (laughs) Even today you have that sometimes? Well, yeah, yeah, where it's like, you know, you pull like the 10 of swords where all the swords are in her back or something. It's like, no, this can't be right. There must yeah. be something on it. Yeah. <laughs> but we still, but I feel like there is, you do come to, even if you don't want to see a certain card, yeah, you yeah. still come to a certain space where you're like, let me breathe into that. Let me open to that. Yeah. Let me be honest with myself about why that's showing up. It's like a different energy than when you're like, Ooh, I hope I don't get this card, you know? Yeah. It's different. Totally. Yeah. 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 So that curiosity is really key, right? Mm-hmm. That's really kind of mind the gap between initial reaction or fear. Yeah. Um, and then actually kind of imbibing, taking a space, taking breath and thinking, what is this really here to show me or teach me? Yeah. And it's such a healing process that alone, just like, well, okay, I think I can, even this, I can move through with empowerment. Yeah. I think that the reason, the one thing that I get tripped up in tarot is that future telling part that a lot of people get into. And um, I know you don't work that way, Cassie, but a lot of people do use it as a future telling thing. And that's for me, whenever I um, get in that space with it, it brings up fear because it's like, well, what is that? You know, it's just always like the worst possible thing. So I learned a long time ago, don't, I don't use it for that at all because well, I think that has disempowerment built in where yeah. it's like this is the future that's how it's going to be instead of it being like what what can this teach me how can I learn how can I open up and step into this power you know right as a learning tool like anything else that we do instead of like a, here's your destiny right. take it or not <laughs> and like okay well this might be a main artery that I'm traveling right now or a main highway um, but also with the knowledge that, oh, wow, look at all those other little um, small back roads that are available to me too. Um, there's just so many different directions that we can go based on our conscious, empowered choices. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, sorry, I cut you off before. I don't remember where you, but how did you then come to this place where you use it now? Like, or how do you use it now? Right. Um, so a lot of time passed and I would still use my cards and I would read for friends and read for myself. Uh, and then maybe five, six years ago, maybe about five years ago, uh, I just made this really conscious choice that I wanted to really dedicate myself to tarot and that um, I was serious about it and I'd always been self-taught up until that point. Um, I would do lots of things like, you know, journal about the cards and read as much as I could. But then I thought, I really actually want to get a teacher and learn from a teacher in that way. Uh, I thought that would be really beneficial for me and it was. And so Sage Sandstone is a tarot teacher here in Asheville. And she offered Tarot 1 and Tarot 2. And then a group of us sort of did like an extended Tarot 3 with her. And so that was all over the course of maybe a year. Um, Although I feel like you really took it in your own direction. Because I also took that class. And not with you, but yeah. And um, you, it's much different for you. You like really embodied it in a different way. Which I think can be really helpful for people to hear about. Yeah, and so I think what helped me embody it in a different way was then around the same time, I enrolled in a mental health counseling program here in Asheville, and I just graduated. Uh, but my experience and my journey with that work um, has really now informed my tarot practice. Mm -hmm. so, how, so tell us then, how do you, what's your approach? Yeah, so my approach, something that I really um, find very valuable for myself and hopefully for others is really uh, connecting to the cards in the present moment. I think that we just spoke earlier about how much disempowerment can happen when we kind of get attached to, well, what's going to happen? And, um, but if we can really, if I can stay present in the here and now with the cards and help the reader stay present in the here and now, um, so really weaving mindfulness into my practice and also um, somatic work. I even like to kind of play with the idea of calling my work somatic tarot. It's something that I'm leaning into more and more. But what is that? So when, yeah, go ahead. Tuning into your body or how yeah. does it? Yeah, so somatic tarot or a somatic approach, soma means body. And so essentially just being, using a combination of mindfulness and somatic work to help a person access what's going on for them in the present moment. Um, and so I, for people who don't know what somatic work is, what do you... Yeah, like give us an example. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we drew a certain card or something and you sure. wanted to help us tune in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What will help you is there's building blocks of present moment experience. There's five um, that I like to um, kind of will address or um, turn people's attention to. And in my own practice, I find it really helpful. So let's say you drew, um, let's say the 10 of cups and the five building blocks of present moment experience, there's cognition. So that's just exploring, what do you think about the card? You know, like what comes up when you first see this card and always prefacing it with like this, there's no right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. um, and I also want to say that you all were curious about the somatic part 
I'm kind of delving more into the mindfulness aspect, but we'll get. No, it's fine. I just think a lot of people don't know what that word means. So when you say it, it's like, yeah, they may not understand. Like, so does that mean breathing or, yeah, you know? Yeah, I'm going to, we'll get there and just. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so kind of taking a minute just to explore those initial reflexive thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I think that looks happy. Um, I think that looks enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Who knows what might come up when people see the Ten of Cups? Um, and then also exploring, well, how does, what emotions do you experience when you look at that card? Um, and maybe it's joy, maybe it's expectation or celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sensations. So, and this is more of the somatic part. So, mm-hmm. it means body. So, just when you look at that card, take a moment and tune in. And what do you notice in your body? Mm-hmm. What, you know, do you notice, or like say it was the tower, did you notice your stomach dropped? <laughs> did you mm-hmm. feel, did you feel that sort of sense of you couldn't breathe for a minute? Um, and I'm scanning over these right now, but each one of these you could really delve into for mm-hmm. quite a long time. Um, and then the next one, which I feel like is really a way to really make contact with the card and with the experience is to um, go into the five senses and the perceptions. So looking at the tarot or looking at the tower, um, you know, what do you see visually? Sometimes just the process of just saying what you are seeing is very helpful. Mm-hmm. And imagining, really asking the person to really activate the imaginal realm of like, imagine that you're in that card. And then also inviting people to say, well, who, who would you be? What would you be in that card? Because within any card, there's infinite possibilities. Mm-hmm. One person might feel like the tower, like I'm the building that is on fire. Um, and so then we would go into, okay, well, like, what would you, if that were true, if you were the tower burning, what would you hear? What would you see? Mm-hmm. This is amazing. <laughs> this is so deep. Mm-hmm. There's so much there. I mean, there's always so much there with the tarot, um, but this seems like you're just really accessing all of it. It's like going into a dreamscape. Yes. Yeah. Total dreamscape. And then the next one would be body movement. So, ah, I was wondering about that, if there would be like a kind of a dance aspect. Yeah, so that could be done in, you know, a lot of different ways. And I would say too, that with any sort of body work or any sort of body approach, creating safety is really the first step. So I wouldn't do any of this work without um, front loading the invitation to somebody, like front loading, this is something that we could do if you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, any point it doesn't feel comfortable let me know and we can stop Mm -hmm. so giving a person a sense of agency in the process is important um so so say for example in the magician if someone got the magician um i might invite them to actually stand like the magician Yeah. yeah and then from that place okay so what do you notice in your body um what do you notice when you stand like that? What feels comfortable? What doesn't feel comfortable? Um, oh, this is so cool. This is really deep. I like it too because it's like there are so many movements that completely change your energy. So I'm thinking of like 
the suit of cups being so aligned with the heart and emotions and movement, you know, hip movement or opening your chest, like those have such an effect on your heart and emotions. Yeah. It's interesting because when you have given me readings before, we don't do that process, you know? So I'm wondering, do you embody it? Like, is that part of how you access your intuition when you give readings for people? Mm-hmm. I think I understand what you're asking. Um, like, is this a process that I use in my own? Practice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Like if I really want to go deep with a card, especially if I've been getting a card multiple times, um, this is a really useful mm. way to kind of work through it. I mm. love this. I love it too. Cause I like lately, for example, I've been getting the queen of wands a lot and I've been tuning in. I mean, often reverse, like this is an energy you need to tap into. And I, now I'm like, why haven't I made a queen of wands playlist and then danced <laughs> the queen of wands? You know, that is so, that would be such a cool way to start stepping into that. Yeah. yeah I think like whatever can be done to be to bring the cards alive because they are alive. Like that is what I've found in this experience is that they contain everything about the human experience. They're alive, they're dynamic. Every time I do a reading, something just blows my mind and amazes me because they really talk. Uh Uh-huh. So deeply, so much dimension. Yeah, it's endless. Right, and so if we can bring that sort of spiritual dimension into our material realm, by creating an altar dedicated to the Queen of Wands, buying yourself sunflowers. Yeah. Playlist. Um, thinking, okay, just for today, if I were going to, you know, making an affirmation maybe and letting that be your guide for the day. Yeah. That's really cool. What about the less fun cards? <laughs> like <laughs> the Three of Swords and, you know, like, do you... As I'm about to ask this question, it's interesting because I often give the recommendation of embod- like greeting your heartache, you know, welcoming yeah. it with an open heart and bringing it in. Um, but I know a lot of people, when they see that card, they get scared. It, just like when you experience heartbreak, you're scared to, you don't want to let it in. It's like, oh, keep it over there. Yeah. So do you recommend that same thing, just bringing it in, embodying it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which can be uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I think there's so much value in discomfort. And again, within a context and a container of safety, that that's okay. Like that mm-hmm. we can go there. And of course, if somebody didn't want to go there, I'm not going to, you know, say you must do mm-hmm. this. Right. Um, but if they're willing, then I think for sure it's, um, definitely on the table to, to do that. And um, another thing that's coming to my mind that's really helpful um, is to really, for some people, to look at tarot as a story. Yeah. So say the three of swords. Okay, well, how did this, first of all, describe what you're looking, like just describe it. And then, well, how do you think that this happened? Like if this were a story, how did it happen? Mm-hmm. What happened before? Okay, and so what could happen next? Mm. So again, really inviting that imaginal realm to um, come out and play mm-hmm. uh, and think of all the different possibilities because sometimes people might just see that card and think, I'm, 
you know, I'm after. <laughs> you can swear on here. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is finite. This is my lot in life to just be sad and, um, or, you know, whatever they might think. Um, but I like to, or I hope that um, a reading with me gives people the opportunity to imagine different possibilities. And to, again, sit with that and acknowledge that, yes, this might be true right now. Like this pain is valid. Mm-hmm. and not just and if they weren't even just coming to you but if they were working on their own mm-hmm. um sure. you recommend doing this too right like maybe picking yeah go ahead it, well because it can often i feel like cards like the three of swords can be like at first it can be like oh i don't want that i don't want to like feel that or admit that but then when you're like wait no that is there then it can, it's like, oh, now I can have compassion for myself. And now I can, it's like a relief when you're like, oh yeah, that mm-hmm. is there. Now I can see it. I can name it. I can claim it. I can breathe into it. Now I have the, like the awareness to be able to move through it. Mm-hmm. So many people that's validating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those cards, maybe to see the five of cups or to see the three of swords or the tower. Yeah. It's like, wow, like no one else. These cards are seeing me in a way that nobody else has been able to see me. Or yeah, or that I haven't wanted to see myself. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like greater, greater self-awareness and acceptance. Yeah, I think what you're describing really gives it a bigger picture. So like we're talking about the Three of Swords instead of going into this one little story of like, well, yeah, like you said, I'm fucked. It's over. Forget it. It's like instead it's like, oh, what what might this mean like or like what is the story before and then even as i'm saying that like i can see how there could be like a whole degree of compassion like i was in a really hard place and like and here i am now it just really fleshes the whole thing out yeah and like that acceptance like i was talking about with the tarot in general that yeah this is the human experience this is gonna come up we're not just gonna have 10 of cups throughout our whole life also that'd be cup. boring right yeah, yeah. everything's really dynamic and the cards mm-hmm. are really um, reflective of that so do you have a certain spread that you may recommend that people try this with or um, just any recommendations, maybe for people who are just starting out doing this kind of work with it? Yeah, I think that getting started, it's important to not bite off more than one kachu. Mm-hmm. So I would start with just one card a day and journaling. So pulling the card um, and really when pulling the card, I think, you know, it's so important to be intentional. So creating a moment of space and time for oneself to, um, to do this is important. Um, free of distraction, pull a card and then just sit with it for a moment um, and just breathe. Maybe mm-hmm. three conscious deep breaths. Um, and then just start to notice um, what comes up um, within your mind, uh, how you feel within your body. Mm-hmm. And then maybe write those things. And I always encourage free writing, you know, not, not stopping the pen, not thinking too hard about it, but just really letting it flow. Um, and then the last thing that one could do is 
just ask themselves, is there a certain body movement that would go along with this for me? Cassie, for some reason you suddenly are really loud. Did you press something or no? Hmm, weird. Okay. <laughs> um, and is there like a question, maybe like one question I like to ask is like, um, what in from my highest information, what would be helpful for me to hear today? Or, you know, what medicine do I need to hear today? Or something like that. That is a great question. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I oftentimes will do a two card spread for my own practice, um, kind of energy of the day, and then the best energy for me to embody moving. That's cool. I like yeah. the harmonizing with the day energy of that. Like, what's the energy of the day, and what about me? And then it's like you can kind of feel, even take that time to set that intention to harmonize the two energies. I think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, not to harp on things, quote unquote. <laughs> 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 resident Jew here. Um, I'm just wondering, like, because when I've done that before, like, <laughs> and had, like, say again, like. Oh, like the tower, like what energy, well, that seems like an easy one I just picked, but I'll go back to that three of swords, the heartbreak card, if we want to uh, distill it. Um, like if it's like, what energy do I want to embody today? And then I get that three of swords. I think people may be confused or like, well, how am I supposed to, or like the loss card or the betrayal card or something like that. Yeah. Um, how would you spin that or look at that so that embodying that wasn't, you know, disempowering or, mm -hmm. um, it's a great question. And I guess I would wonder why would embodying heartbreak be disempowering? Mm. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. And so I think, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't have an immediate answer offhand. I okay. do know too with so, another part of the work in tarot for me is embodying the mystery. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just saying, wow, I really have no idea. What, <laughs> or I have no idea how to embody that today. And that's okay. But I'm open and I'm willing to receive messages around this. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I would say. And then um, you know, I, that's a great question. Like, how do we embody regret or how do we embody sadness? Um, maybe, I mean, then this just comes up to my mind. Um, it's about, and maybe you have been too much, maybe it's about empathy or something like and that, compassion. Yeah. I would compassion. think it would be like, let me have compassion for myself for this feeling or mm. be aware of this and or with other people too. Like maybe yeah. that's been missing or that maybe you haven't. Yeah. So, I mean, all these ideas just came to me. So I think maybe what you're saying before is really good. Like be open to it. You may find by the end of the day, oh, I wasn't very, um, compassionate to someone when they were going through a betrayal or something and by embodying or bringing that energy in it's like oh I can see their side of it or yeah totally and the word that's coming to my mind is permission mm -hmm. too is just like giving ourselves first the permission to befriend our uh, heartbreak or our sorrow or our um, desire to control um, or our fear of 
being out of control, um, you know, really befriending all of those shadows, so to speak. Um, and well, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is, I, we are recording this before our intro, but this is really relating to what I'm probably going to say. <laughs> this is from the future, <laughs> but um, <laughs> about embodying our own feeling our own inner racism like all these feelings that we think of as ugly that we shove to the shadows we need to bring them up and embrace them and see them and embody them um, not to like live our lives as racist but to bring it out of the shadows so we can see it so then we can heal it yeah so that's true of all this if we maybe we have had a heartbreak that we weren't allowing out of the shadows so we need to embrace it so then we can release it yeah. Yeah. Maybe you've been stuffing down grief or stuffing down a situation where you were betrayed and you need to bring it up. So yeah, all of our, we need to, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I love tarot and connecting it to the body because I believe both are capsulations of our lived experiences. So within our body lies all of our lived experiences and same with tarot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so if we can really be willing to like bring it all out, like let's see what might be, um, you know, under this layer. Um, mm -hmm. Really valuable, probably the, the most valuable. Yeah. So um, I think that we're almost at the end here. But um, do you have any other thoughts about people if they're? Um, I'm just trying to think of like more ways for or resources maybe for books that you like that can help people explore this further maybe uh -huh. i love a book called young in the tarot j-u and i mean young charles Charlie not young. to be all mm -hmm. young in the tarot okay um young. Yep. like young in the restless yeah um. <laughs> <laughs> except i young. i get real um what is Mo monica from friends about this there's another way to say it by the way i've noticed that my mind is just like i can't form Ooh. all of my thoughts what the, monica from friends well she's just I, like a real good student so anyway i was just about to say it's jung not oh yeah jung jung yeah, yeah. yeah no, i know but it was i, I was just riffing on it so, yeah. yeah well i was correct jung in the restless how about that <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only thing usually i'm so like it's only when people bring up saying young that way you look i did it funny that i've gone to school for yeah <laughs> we, my favorite podcast is this yoni in life oh yeah. oh and this one that. obviously but this yoni yeah. in life <laughs> um yeah i love i mean he has done I've always, it's always on my to-do list of reading about him and dreams, his work on dreams, and he really. Can I tell you guys something about Carl Jung? Okay. He's my granddad's <gasps> mom's first cousin. He was my granddad's wow. mom's first cousin. That's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to tell you, but I was too excited. Uh, I'm so glad you told me. I mean, I corrected you how to say his name. So you really, you really should have told me that immediately. <laughs> um, so you like that one. And then and, mm -hmm. I like Mary Greer's work as well. She has a book called 21 Ways to Read a Tarot Card. Full okay. 
really useful tips, especially for people getting started, really tarot readers, I think of all levels. And then also a tarot, uh, it's called tarot for yourself. Okay, great. Is that also Mary Greer? Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember you introduced me to this book a long time ago, Psychic Tarot. Do you still? I like that book too. That's a really good one. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Cassie. For yeah, being thank you so here. much. It was so great to meet you. Yeah, it was really great to meet you too. Um, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Heartsong Tarot. Great. And you also sell really pretty crystals on there. Ooh. Yeah. It's a great, she's a great resource and your posts on there are really, she dives deep into the cards and I highly recommend following Cassie. All right. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Oh yeah. Appreciate being here. Oh, we appreciate you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. We hope you liked it. Um, So now, what are we doing now? So now we have a question, which I think is really appropriate for this time in history. So it's from Kylie. The question is, hello, ladies. So lately, I've really been struggling with the law of duality. I understand that good and evil, light and dark, etc. are just two parts of the same whole. One cannot exist without the other. But how are we to create a new world and shift the paradigm when this is a universal law? Doesn't that mean things like war, politics, poverty, hate, religion, hate, greed, lust for power, etc. will always be necessary to maintain the balance? I mean, I don't know about you, but when I envision the new earth, none of these things exist anymore and we are all vibrating on the same exact frequency of love. So what am I missing? What does it mean to create a new world? How do you guys envision it? Thank you as always, Kylie. So, so no pressure, Kylie. <laughs> how do we envision a new world? Um, well, I would. Did you? Is it okay if I answer first? Yeah, you okay. can start. Yeah. My first gut feeling with this is because I agree with her. You know, when we live on Earth, we live in a state of duality, right? We can't mm-hmm. help it. Um, I mean, that's just how it is. But my gut feeling about this, as I was listening, um, was that she's overthinking it <laughs> and <laughs> you're overthinking it kylie next question goodbye <laughs> no. um, but truly it's like it reminds me of those thing problems like when you're in your head and it's like oh i just need to let this go like there is no figuring this out but not just that part of it um because you know of course i love curiosity and and delving into questions and learning new things but it really feels like um not only it just feels like a kind of a trap (laughs) like it's not going to help evolution or help her evolve or help us evolve if we're like what's the point or like oh we're stuck in duality and and so I double checked with my guides while you were reading and they did show me this image like of us focused on expansion and and opening our hearts and breathing into the expansion and putting our energy in that place and then who knows what will happen in the future we have no idea what this new energy is bringing which there is as i've said many times a lot of new energy coming in new light um and new earth energy and so while 
we could, and maybe Tess, you will <laughs> talk more about the duality. I don't know what you're going to say, but um, my real feeling is like we just can't get caught in our heads like that. We're never going to come up with an answer, in my opinion, and it just feels like the not a helpful place to put our focus. Okay, so my perspective does go along with what you're saying. I, when she asked that question, I um, flashed on both the Kabbalah wisdom and mm. the Taoist wisdom. So with both of those, there's like, there's a reality, a level of reality that is beyond even one. So duality is two, mm. but before there's even one, there's zero. Mm. So there's this zero energy that's yeah. open and it's beyond time. Yeah. And in, in the zero energy, which is a truer, more authentic, it's more in alignment with what really, really is mm-hmm. rather than the illusion. There's no duality. Then there's one. And then the one becomes two. And then from two, all of existence comes into being our whole experience. So even while we're in duality, we're also in the zero energy and we're in the one mm-hmm. at the same time they're just different layers yes. so we can be in that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um and and i think when we're on the magical spiritual path and we tap into that zero or that one energy in the tarot the zero is the fool it's like it contains all within it mm-hmm. but when we and that's what we do when we meditate and we work ritual we tap into that zero or that one energy that space beyond time then we can bring more of that awareness in within duality where there within duality we can create more peace and harmony and i think that's like what we're doing yeah we're working magic in the magical spiritual yeah and as you were talking that i was getting really excited because like that is like (laughs) what they were showing me i was just like ah because because they're i'm when they're showing me this expansion it includes all of it you know it, (laughs) it all of it is within it it's not one or two or it is and it's all of it yeah and it's that same energy like personally we can tap into this too when it's like you know when you're uh, obsessing and you're like well what about this and then oh here's my way out of this and then but oh but what about this and you're analyzing and you're obsessing and then um and that's like duality in your mind it's like you're arguing with yourself but then instead of like one side winning over the other the real peace comes from transcending all of it like there it is on this one level and now i'm gonna go oh yeah and also there's silence around all of that. There's pure consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like that inner monologue is not me. That's mm-hmm. just appearing within my consciousness. And so it's the same with duality. It's not all that is is not duality. It's just appearing within all that is. Yes. Yeah. And it's like we talk about or like in the Sedona method, they always talk about can I um, welcome wanting to figure it out? Ah, yes. Can I let go of wanting to figure it out? Because, oh, and that other thing I was going to say was they, when I was looking at that expansive energy, I also did see that the more we expand, it helps us to give birth to a new energy. And that is something that I'm really seeing coming in, which may, it it looks like it's going, well, I was going to say it may inform the duality, but it looks like it's almost like exploding it into a new way of being (laughs) so I don't know what that means but that's really what I'm seeing that the more we're focused on this expansion which does allow for all of it um that's really how this new earth is going to be birthed I mean it does look like 
an explosion of sorts, but then also a birthing. That's how it comes in. Yeah. All right. I love this topic. Yeah. Let's keep talking about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you're like, you are much more educated. I'm just like, feel it. No, but that was the same. You're like, in this or the, I'm like, I'm not as smart about this. But it's the same. But you were tapping into the same energy. And I think it's also like, like learning too, like in the Sedona method, like, can I feel this feeling? And then can I let it go? Like Mm -hmm. learning within the duality to let go of the attachment to it. And that. That's when we do identify with the infinite. Yes. So yes. I can talk about yes. this. Yes. <laughs> okay. Should we do our goddess provisions? Is that what happens? Yes. Let's okay, talk about great. goddess provisions. So goddess provisions is a great way to support our podcast and just receive really magical, wonderful gifts at the same time. It's a win-win. Yeah. Um, it's a subscription service. That's right. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, but please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And they send you all of our favorite things, so yeah. like crystals and oh that oh that lotion from the last one. Which Did you lotion? like that one? It's a face lotion, it's like raspberry. Oh yeah, oh I so know. good. It's like instant glow. <laughs> um, but yeah, crystals, candles, and... um, dream books. Like, and each month it's centered around a certain thing, like dreaming or. Um, self-care where they have like yeah. a rose we've already talked about the cool our face masks <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if you go to our website um, magicmondaypodcast.com there's a little banner on the side and if you click on it it helps the podcast and they're vegan cruelty free and they plant a tree for every box so goddess provisions it's yeah. great thank you for supporting us and also if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review at apple Podcasts, we'd be very grateful and or a rating yeah. As long as it's a good one. <laughs> um, okay. Is now my time? Yes. To shine? Yes. It's time for the energy report. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. You know? <laughs> I feel yeah. like as this pandemic has gone on, I've lost more and more of my ability to form uh, coherent sentences, but um, it's just actually words have been leaving me. Yeah, you're still <clears throat> excellent at communicating. Oh, thank you. Um, so anyway, I I would be remiss to not point out that we're going into eclipse season. That there's also a full moon, and this full moon mm-hmm. is square Mars. So Ooh. is the Sun square Mars? We're also in a Venus retrograde that's square Mars. So, so what is the square Mars? Well, what this means, <laughs> this is. It just means it can be challenging because Mars is the planet of, well, it's a very fiery, fast-moving planet that wants to get things done. And and it can, you know, I think of it sometimes in an angry, it's not an angry, but it can be explosive, you know. Well, Mars is the god of war. Right. I mean, he was at one point, not originally, but. Yeah. So. When everything, when when planets and moons and all of it are square, it's like in opposition. It's like it wants to keep it in a place, and it can feel very uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, it can feel restrictive, and it can feel maybe explosive. It can, it can feel a little bit difficult. Now, who knows? But um, I'm just saying that so that if you are feeling uncomfortable. Um, this may be a time for you to um, 
just allow these feelings and to sit with them and and be in this kind of unknown period for a little bit mm, allowing okay. allowing as opposed to the are to reacting um yeah the more you can allow again with the expansiveness for all of these feelings without being attached to them the better um i've really been feeling it lately on my heart chakra which i think has something to do with this venus retrograde kind of a heaviness so i've just been noticing it noticing it giving myself love and it does help to do that also moving your body i I didn't even say this yet that what the energy report is it's the energy trend that i notice in the week from myself and my clients and but i wanted to bring up that astrological stuff just because it's so much and so that could be informing how people are feeling And so I also want to say that, like, of course, always expanding your energy, energy just by visualizing it getting bigger and bigger and filling with light, but also moving your body that really helps mm. to get you out of a headspace. It's hard when we're stuck in quarantine, and we can't go to all the places we want to go. You know, this is again has always been the challenge of this quarantine is, oh, we can't um, get out of our Uh, avoid ourselves (laughs) yeah so I'm certainly not suggesting to avoid yourself but by moving your body you are getting out of your head because nothing can be resolved in the head you know through analytics through analyzing so um okay so that's one thing I want to say the other thing is what I again what I've been noticing is this continuing of clearing out I feel like it's, it's always Maybe it's the theme of the quarantine, but clearing out what isn't working by figuring out what is it that I want? What isn't working right now? You know, I've been saying it for a while, especially with in terms of the masculine, old toxic masculine energy. And we're seeing it in the world. Like what isn't working? Oh, yeah. And realize. And so this is also a call to look at ourselves. What isn't working And I have seen it with a lot of people specifically regarding either male relationships or um, with structures, but that are stereotypically male. Um, So I guess it's two part in this just continual or continuing of figuring out what is it that I want? What is it that I don't want? What feels good to me? um, What boundaries do I want? And um, actually, I said this before, but... um, you don't have to take action if you know what you do. Just because you know what the boundary is doesn't mean you have to set it. Like part of I like in my early 20s, for instance, I knew the boundaries that I needed to set, but I wasn't ready to set them. So I ignored them. OK, but it's a really important step to realize like, OK, at least admit it to yourself, <laughs> the, oh. you know, because if you if you put the pressure on, well, once I admit it, then I'm going to have to do something about oh, it. Oh, interesting. OK. Then you're not going to want to admit it. I mean, and maybe like taking a more serious example would be like um, like with alcoholism, <laughs> like, oh, I know I have a problem, but I'm going to pretend I don't because I don't want to do right. anything about it. I'm all about I, I don't know. For me personally, I make change in slower ways so I don't like go okay now I'm not doing this anymore I'm like first I have to notice it okay I want to do this this is a goal of mine and then get there so taking that pressure off yourself but just assessing so you can assess without having to do anything about it yeah and then at some point you will be ready if that's for your highest good okay so that's 
I feel like I got all excited. It is Gemini season. <laughs> oh, this is the other part of it, is that it's Gemini season, which is very much a mental thing. So to balance all all of this out with body movement is really helpful. It helps to integrate it. But then the last thing I'm going to say is this, I can't remember if I said it here or not, but there's this, I noticed this new earth energy. Have I said that? before about yeah well you have talked about a new earth energy i have well i'm just gonna say it again is i noticed that like in the molecules of the energy almost like that it was a restructuring so oh yeah so bringing as much as this new light coming in is a restructuring so is this earth energy and i have found it to be so supportive yeah um, especially as we're releasing all of this stuff that isn't working um, to bring in this earth energy. It helps reprogram us um, to give us this boost. Yeah. So just imagining your grounding cord, which it's at the base of your spine attached to your first chakra. Imagine that grounding cord however you want. You can imagine it like a beam of light or as a trunk, tree trunk or what, however. And then just dump anything you don't want down the grounding cord into the earth and then call in this new earth energy and just call it up your grounding cord and let it just be in your um, first chakra. And you can also open up your feet chakra and allow it in there, up your feet chakra, up your legs, and then down the cord. Um, so that's what I have to say I guess I love it I what the thing about uh acknowledging the boundary before setting it I that's so interesting I have I it reminded me of Susan Weed you know who that Mm-mm. is no. she is an herbalist and she the book of hers I have is called the new menopause revolution no, oh that's not yeah, right. yeah yeah something you about menopause me about her I do I bought that book after you told me about it yeah I really like it but she when she talks about a cure like an herbal or anything that you're working with to heal her first step is do nothing she always starts with that do nothing and I like that too because it's like it takes the pressure off to just be like oh there's here's this this is a thing that I'm and I'm going to just kind of sit with it and think about it and consider it, tap into it. And so I, I really think that's a cool, yeah. just a cool way to approach challenges within. Yeah. Well, it's like, again, back in my 20s, um, I was, I think I talked about this one. Britain was on one last time set. I'm so astrological right now. But anyway, because Britain is our, came on to talk about astrology with us and I was talking about the last time Saturn was in Aquarius. I was in this bad relationship. And that's when I learned that. By the way, that's when I started inner child healing. So all of this is a big time for us. We can, I mean, that changed my life. So now's a great time to be learning all of this. But anyway, that's when I realized like, oh, I felt like I had to be in that relationship forever. Because if I like allow myself to just accept that it wasn't good then I was gonna have to leave and I wasn't ready to leave oh yeah so I was like oh what if I just accepted it (laughs) like this is who he is and this is where I am right now and then eventually I was ready to leave right yeah it does take the pressure off yeah I love it like there's so much information test coming in okay okay so now it's time for practical magic Okay, so um, 
like Natasha said, this Friday is a full moon and lunar eclipse. And so this is what I was tapping into for this. Actually, even when I wrote my planner for this year, which was over a year ago, mm. was to do a ritual, a cleansing ritual to cleanse old patterns related to relationships. Mm -hmm. It's Friday. I didn't, I, I don't think I was aware when I wrote this that Venus was going to be retrograde, but it is Friday, which is the day of love. It's a day ruled by Venus. It's great for love magic. And the moon is in Sagittarius, which is such a, it's, it's a really relaxed and open sign. I feel like it's a sign that lends itself to self-love, self-approval, self-exploration. And so, um, so doing a sea salt bath, taking a sea salt mm -hmm. bath, like a full cup of sea salt in your bath, or you could do um, a conscious shower and then mist yourself with rose water. Yeah. Either way, you could mist yourself with shower? rose water. Just conscious, like you're setting oh, the intention oh, to clear your energy. I thought you said like a contra. I was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just set that intention to clear old relationship patterns out of your energetic field and to open up to greater self-love and to open up your heart to present moment love, to open up to harmonious romance. So that's really my idea. And I feel like it goes along totally. so well with the energy report. Yes, because that's really where we are. We're in a place of releasing especially from relationships i mean venus is in retrograde for a while so yeah and even if it's not like you feel like calling in a new relationship no. right now it can be harmonizing the one you're in or it can be harmonizing your relationship with yourself and your sense of romance which does mm. um include self-care yeah of course um all right well that's great so should we do Thanks. our housekeeping? Yeah. Oh, no. Wait. Yeah. Housekeeping. That is yeah. what's next. Okay. Um, you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can check out all the stuff I'm doing on there or schedule <laughs> a session. I was like, you know, there's classes. Just find all the stuff. Sign up for my newsletter. You get um, meditations when you do that. I'm also, um, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of things in the works. We'll see what, mm. what happens. Well little anticipation um <laughs> and you can find me on instagram at highest light healing also i'm almost i'm getting close to a thousand followers and when i do get there i'm going to do a giveaway so if Woo! that gives you the nudge to follow me over there why not yeah you guys should follow natasha on instagram <laughs> <laughs> um and you can find us at magic monday podcast podcast.com you can sign up for our newsletter there ask us a question you can go to facebook find us at magic monday pod and we also have a listener page you can ask to be a part of anything else oh instagram magic monday yeah podcast. and you can find me at um on instagram at tess 4444 on facebook at tess whitehurst author on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and on my website at TessWhitehurst.com, where there's lots of spells and rituals mm -hmm. and inspiration yes. and, and stuff like that. that, meditations. Request. Yeah, and put in that request to be on the waiting list of the Good Vibe Tribe, which right. is fantastic. Right, exactly. All right, shall we pick our card of the week? Yes, what are you reading from this week? This week, I am reading from the Crystal Spirit Oracle. Yeah, the Crystal nice. Spirit. Nice. The Crystal Spirits. You know what I've got this week is Rider Waite Tarot. Straight up Rider Waite. <gasps> wow, old 
old school. Old school. Just, that's a good fitting one. Did you do that on purpose? Because we. Yeah. Had... Oh, good. So what is it? Uh, oh, you haven't chosen yet. Page of Swords. Oh. Maybe we should all here. embody the Page of Swords. Yeah. And that he does seem very Gemini. Oh. Gemini yeah, because it's a mental card. You're looking yeah. up what it says. Yeah, in my tarot coloring book, which actually I have found to be oh. such a great tarot book. That is a really great thing in line with Cassie, like with what she was right. talking about. Yeah, I have co- I have now colored every Rider Waite um, image. Here's the page That's of That's a great way to embody it. It's, it's a great way to learn. And it's uh, just got really great descriptions. I feel like the descriptions are so clear. Okay. So she says, this is by Teresa Reed, and she says, On guard, the page of swords stands in a defensive position as if he's ready to strike. Pay attention, do your due diligence, and gather information. Important news may be coming in. This card may herald the solution to a problem. If this card represents a young person, it may be an intel- intelligent youth who tends to be curious about the world and is quite independent. So she says that her little summary is the page of swords can symbolize a need to be alert. Okay. Well, see, this like is it. the part where with Tara where I get a little like, I don't, I don't want to. Be, be alert. Yeah, I don't want to be alert. <laughs> no, oh. I'm just kidding. I don't want to be future telling like something's coming. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't enjoy that. So I prefer a different interpretation. Well, okay. So then let's look at Page of Swords. How do I feel? What mm. do I think when yes. I see Page of Swords? I think grace. There's a gracefulness. There's a, definitely an airy energy to this card. There's so much wind. There's birds. There's clouds there's just like an airy movement to it i bet i feel like he's grounded even though Mm -hmm. he's in the air element he's also grounded and alert so i feel like maybe that would be the message is to allow that allow gemini season to flow around you to have all these ideas and be present with that but also at the same time to be grounded in that energy do you like that better, I really Natasha? like that. Yeah, okay. I do like that better. Thank you. <laughs> and when I look at it, I think of like, yeah, like good, clear mental energy, like bringing mm-hmm. in that clear exactly. mental energy in a grounded way. I yeah. Like and so now we applied what we learned. Cassie, I we hope you We applied what we learned. Yeah. And I hope we get an A. I it already was, got it an A. That is great. I thought that was very useful. Me too. Instead of just going straight, I mean, I did just go straight to the book, but then when I looked at the picture... <laughs> It was more illuminating. I feel like I've been an annoying podcast host today because I've been like, no, it's Jung, not young. And no. I don't want to listen to that message. Give me a new message. <laughs> I know you haven't been <laughs> annoying at all. I think that's okay. good. It makes it dynamic. <laughs> okay, good. All <laughs> right. I picked Bronzite from mm. the Crystal Book. Okay, so it says... Its message is essential meaning is loyalty, trust, steadfastness, self-respect, trusting that the conscious universe has your back. And it says now is sorry, this is so dark. Okay, now's the time to be sure you trust in the conscious universe and remain true to your authentic self. As a bronzite spirit appears with a message that loyalty must be earned. 
by be ju judicious in extending your trust, knowing it is a gift from the conscious universe that trust must be honored. Respect others by being trustworthy yourself, speaking of them in ways that are honorable. Heal the past by owning your role in it so that you can trust yourself again, having learned the lessons that will strengthen you. I feel like this is what we were talking about with racism. About racism? I yeah. never thought that same exact thing. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Trusting and, and examining within. And going into it, yeah, like yeah. moving through it and then trusting the universe has your back. That's right. Well, everyone, we're sending you lots of love and hope you have a good week. Thanks for listening. instant glow